Good morning, folks. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. I'm uh, so thankful you're able to take time out today to join me. And I hope that in some way, somehow, I will say something uh, through the God's Word that will be of a help to you. But today we're going to be in some very familiar scripture. We're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, you might immediately think, well, that's that's the account of David and Goliath. Well, absolutely. Well, But we're not necessarily going to talk about the battle between David and Goliath. We're going to really focus on, if there was a title for today's message, the territorial battle. Now, we know <clears throat> that throughout it almost seems like that throughout time that Israel has been in a, a territorial battle with um, their enemies and as of um, modern day being Hamas. And we need to always remember in our prayers to pray for Israel and the struggle that we know that that Israel is God's chosen people, and we always need to remember that, and we need to lift them up in our prayers. But today we're going to look in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and like I said, the title of today's message would be The Territorial Battle. And we look at chapter 17, verse 1, it says, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. And were gathered together at Socho, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Socho and Azekah in Ephes Damin. Now, we a lot of times we we hear the story of David and Goliath, and as I look back as a little boy in Sunday school, that was you know probably, if not the most favorite, one of my most favorite uh, stories in Sunday school about how David slayed Goliath. But the question is, was Goliath really Israel's problem? And I beg to say no. Goliath was just a symptom of Israel's problem. Now, we know if we'll read in in earlier chapters how that... that Israel had had been begging for a king. They wanted a king just like the uh, surrounding nations around them had a king. And and in that, in their disobedience, rather than recognizing the one true living God as their king, they rejected God, and God in his wisdom allowed them to have a king. And we know that that king was Saul. And And as we study God's word, we understand and how things worked out with Saul. And God even had to go so far to tell Samuel that Israel had not rejected Samuel. God telling Samuel this, he said, Samuel, God is not, uh, Israel has not rejected you, but they've rejected me. Now, as we get into chapter 17, it says, now the Philistines gathered together their armies and notice armies being in the plural. It was not just one little platoon or one little regiment or something like that. They had gathered together their armies because they have noticed a weakness in Israel's protection, if you will, or in their borders. 
And in the territorial battle that you and I and our spiritual warfare that you and I fight day in, day out, Satan is constantly looking. He's constantly looking for a spiritual weakness where he can come into our hearts and our minds and penetrate. Now, it says, now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. And that was their business. They had come to fight. They didn't come to make a peace treaty. They didn't come to do anything like that. They come to fight and were to, and were gathered together at Socho. And here's the key, which belongeth to Judah. Now, the Philistines had penetrated into a territory, into a land that did not belong to them. And it was through Israel's disobedience that this happened. And a lot of times in our life, Satan will get in into our hearts and minds because of our disobedience. And it says here also that they were in an area that didn't belong to them. And it says, and pitched between Socho and Azekah and Ephes Demim. So the thing is, the Philistines had not only penetrated into a land that didn't belong to them, they had set up camp. And that's what happens a lot of times in our lives. We'll allow Satan to to penetrate into an area in our lives, in our heart or in our mind or both, that does not belong to him. And we will allow him to set up camp instead of resisting Satan, we'll just let him stay there and set up camp. And it becomes a problem in our lives. And then we we want to identify or point a finger that so-and-so is the problem or this is the problem. But in reality, it was our disobedience that allowed Satan to penetrate into an area of our lives where he did not belong, and he set up camp. And what happens is, he he relieved, once he sets up camp, that's when we see his champion, his champion being Goliath. And as we go on, it says, in verse 2, and it says, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And it says in verse 4, and it says, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now, if we read through verses 5 through 7, we're going to get the description of, of Goliath. But all we need to understand about Goliath, Goliath was, if you will, the Philistines' ace in the hole. He was their champion. Now, what happens is a lot of times in our lives, we will let Satan penetrate in, spiritually penetrate into an area of our lives where he doesn't belong. And we don't resist him immediately like we should. And and using God's word through study of God's word and through prayer to our Lord and Savior to resist him. And and the book of James says that if we resist Satan, he will flee from us. But a lot of times we just allow him to stay there and to set up camp. And what happens is when he sets up camp, he will release his champion, something that looks so big, so intimidating, so fearful that we are absolutely scared to death. And we think in our own might and in our own strength, we cannot overcome that. We don't know what to do with it. 
And yet we begin to blame other things of what the real problem is. But in reality, the real problem was our disobedience and allowing Satan to penetrate in and set up camp in an area that does not belong to him. Now, and as we look on in verse 8, it says, And he stood, he being Goliath, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I Philistine, <clears throat> and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man <clears throat> for you, and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. In verse 10, and the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Now, what Satan does to us in our life, he very subtly fights against us. But everything he's doing to a child of God day in, day out, is trying to defy everything that God has done for us in our life. He tries to defy our salvation. He tries to defy God's presence in our hearts and in our minds. He tries to defy everything. He tries to defy the leadership in, in, for us to be led in the Lord's, in the paths of righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He tries to defy everything. But what we have to do is through prayer and through study of God's word, we have to be able to recognize those things that's trying to defy us, that'll shed the light of God on those things so that we can protect ourselves. We will have the full armor of God on so that we may be able to walk and talk with God on a daily basis. However, a lot of times we get ourselves lazy and complacent, and that's when Satan penetrates in and sets up camp. Now, we look at verse 11. It says, when Saul and all Israel, not just part of Israel, but all Israel, heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, let's look at this. Israel's army was on one mountain. The Philistines' army was on another mountain across the valley from them. They were at a stalemate. They weren't going anywhere. Israel was not going anywhere until Goliath was dealt with. And see, great fear spread across Israel. They were scared to death of them. They didn't have, they were filled with fear rather than filled with faith. And see, <clears throat> We find ourselves a lot of times in our life, we come to a point where we're at a stalemate. Now, let's let's keep it in mind with these um, soldiers in the army of Israel. They were doing their duty. They really were. But they weren't following the right one. They were following Saul rather than following the true and the living God. And we know that David who eventually defeated Goliath, he was follow, he was he was filled with faith rather than filled with fear and he was following the true and the living God. But we find ourselves a lot of times in 
in our spiritual walk, in our daily walk, we'll be serving God in the church, but there may be something that God has asked us to launch out a little more into the deep. And, and he wants us to get a deeper relationship with him, a deeper walk, launch out deep, launch out deeper. And, and we, we see that as a Goliath and we we're absolutely scared to death of it and we become filled with fear more more than filled with faith and we become in a spiritual stalemate and we're not going anywhere spiritually until we launch out into the deep like like the God is calling us to do for we have in our spiritual walk we are never to become stale we are never to become stagnant we are constantly to become walking closer and closer and closer with our Lord and we're to never spiritually stay in the same condition that we were yesterday because if we're the, in the same condition today that we were yesterday spiritually we're not growing closer to our Lord but see a lot of times and I know it's true in my life God has called me to launch out into the deep and I see that as intimidating and I've become full of fear but what we really need is to trust him by faith just like David said just as God delivered me from the lion and the bear he will also do the same thing and deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine who is he to defy the true and the armies of the true and the living God that was the faith Faith. Did David have the stature, the physical stature that Goliath had? No, but he had the faith in the true and the living God, the one that created the universe, that sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. David had faith in him more so than he had faith in, in Saul, more so than he had faith in any man of Israel, more so than he had faith in any other living creature. He had faith in the true and the living God that if he just went and approached Goliath by faith, just as he was, that God would would fight for him. He would fight the battle for him and he would overcome Goliath. And we know through study of the scripture, that's exactly what happened. So the only way we're going to get ourselves out of a stalemate is we have to launch out into the deep. And regardless of how intimidating and how fearful something might seem, we have to trust in our Lord and Savior that he will carry us through. But see, the premise of today's lesson was that territorial battle, and I pray that we all protect ourselves in that territorial battle and not let Satan set up camp in a place that does not belong to him. Now, that's the message today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll be back with you next Tuesday.